I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! What's up, everybody? After hours with our man here, Craig Smith. You know him from, I got five on it on our YouTube channel. I know you guys are tuning in every week. Uh, He's at Top Flight on Twitter, as you see there. And here we are to break down a game that uh, neither of us thought was going to mean much until now, which uh, it meant a lot more than it was supposed to. So, Craig, uh, run me through what you're thinking because, you know, we had all kind of thought that they might sit the starters and then uh, even if they don't, they might run them a, a driver or two. They went deep into the third quarter. Talk to me about how you're feeling about everything that happened and uh, what you're, what was going through your mind as these possessions started to tick off and Starters were still playing. Well, this is supposed to be a celebratory occasion because uh, the Chargers are, of course, in the playoffs for the first yep. time since 2018. But what Locked would a season be? Season. Yes. What would a season be without some high Chargers drama? Um, so, yeah, that's basically where I am. Spent the majority of the game very annoyed, specifically after the first quarter when Justin Herbert was still out there and then seeing Keenan Allen out there into the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he I, caught I, that touchdown pass from uh, Chase Daniel in the fourth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've had a headache now for about the better part of an <laughs> hour and a half, so I'm getting the caffeine fix in because uh, <laughs> that'll help me calm that down a little bit. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. 
same thing. Game wasn't supposed to matter. It didn't. We knew that they had the five seed um, locked up. So at that point, I know some guys had some incentive laden stuff they wanted to accomplish. I get that. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Herbert, Eckler, some of the other key pieces after a first quarter where they went out in the early second where they had a couple of scoring drives. That was enough to build up the confidence to ride it in the next week. But apparently still he had other plans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, wild decision. So I thought, you know, early on, I I mean, personally, after that first touchdown drive, I'm thinking, hey, man, this is preseason. Looked great, moved down methodical, scored automatic, got Keenan Allen his touchdown. They looked good on third down. Eckler was getting chunk yards. And then I'm thinking, all right, time to pull the starters. Because, you know, I get get Staley's argument with, which if nobody had heard yet, uh, pregame he had talked about, uh, when he was in Chicago, they had a, uh, a a game in the last week of the season where it didn't matter, and they rested all their starters. They came out their first playoff game. They fell flat. They ended up losing. He wanted to not have that happen again. So in that regard, I understand. You want to get a little refresher. The offense is not as sharp as you want it to be. I get to getting some reps in. I totally understand that. Uh, uh, first First time around getting that touchdown – I, I was I was good. I saw all I needed to see. Uh, then they they punted on that second one, but by that third one, after that Gerald Everett touchdown, where they went ten plus plays, uh, scored in the red zone again on a pass from Herbert, which they struggled with. Once they scored that second touchdown, I'm thinking, well, this has got to be it, because the win doesn't matter here. You're then putting your players kind of at risk. I get he wants to win this game. I, I there's some pride there, but outside of just some brownie points and maybe earning some favor in the locker room, there's nothing much to gain here. You locked up that five seed. You're going to Jacksonville regardless. You want to be at full strength. And guys went out today. Mike Williams went down, which is going to be the biggest concern. Joey Bosa went down today. Kenneth Murray went out with a stinger. So it wasn't, you know, I, I thought after a couple injuries that he would start to pull back a little bit, but he did not. He he played Herbert well in the third quarter, which to me, was questionable. Yeah, super weird because the offense came out, and in those first few drives, you saw them establish a rhythm. They were pretty balanced, and honestly, they looked as good as they've looked in weeks um, consistently for a few drives. And, you know, again, I didn't understand the purpose of having them stroll back out there. I mean, the defense was okay. Um, Russ's numbers weren't from, uh, I guess from a percentage standpoint, we're talking about just being efficient, weren't great. Yeah. He had mm-hmm. some pretty big plays. I think what he had like three 50 plus yard passes and mm-hmm. just, was it just the third quarter or somewhere around there? Yeah. But, um, honestly, I get not wanting to have the guys go in, um, very tight next week, but I mean, do we, we don't even know when the game is going to be. It could be very, will be what a Saturday game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, yeah. So look at what you're risking here. You're taking a risk of having your starters in there playing, someone getting hurt and having less time to recover on a game that you have to travel for on a short week. So I just, I I don't think the the pros outweigh the cons there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not really mad at the process because I I understand playing your starters and I understand, you know, trying to get them ready and um, all that. I I was with that. I, I didn't think they needed to sit all the starters just because it just felt like there were a lot of guys that needed to get some more reps and especially offense. I mean, they looked good last game, but they needed to start clicking. I felt they looked really, if they would have sat the starters after that second touchdown drive, we'd be in a much better mood today yep. on this on this after hours for sure. But um, you know, I know I, 
I get it. I, you know, I know he wanted to rest the starters, and at what point do you pull them? But in my mind, it's after you score that second touchdown. And, you know, so so the playing starters thing, which I know a lot of people were mad about, I'm not mad about that part. Mm-hmm. I think the way in which they kept bringing starters in late into that game, after even after that Mike Williams injury, which we don't know how serious it is. Maybe it's just a you know, a little back spasm thing that he can take care of during the week and work out. Who knows? I Maybe it's a strain that he can practice through. I don't know. We don't know any of that yet. But, um, yeah, I just I, – I have a hard time making a case for Staley and, and trying to win this game with these starters late in this game when you really didn't need to. And what's worse is, you know, Mike has an injury history with back, with his, oh, I'm sorry, has a back injury problem. Mm, he has yeah, a history yeah. of that. I mean, dating back to the Clemson days, he had the, was it broken vertebrae in his neck? And then you've got like the lower back injuries that seem to mm. persist. And those things don't get better as you get older. And as an athlete, back injuries are probably the worst possible thing to have to contend with because they can flare up at any moment. And the um, tackle, where he was injured, it didn't look like anything really no. big. But again, you're you're taking that risk. And it blew my mind to hear that they replaced that field just this week, by the way. You mm-hmm. see all these guys slipping and sliding around. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, what's the purpose of that? Um, I get it. You guys have nothing to lose. Your season is over. But you could care less about possibly screwing us over. So maybe that, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to dig that deep into yeah, it. I'm yeah. not, it's not a conspiracy show, right? So, that, I mean, let's get into it. I mean, it's week 18. What else do we got to talk about? Uh, you can just start <laughs> blasting You can blast the music, man. We can get it rolling if you want. I got a ton of them. But I, I just, uh, I, I don't understand. Like, I get it. Like you said, like you mentioned, I understand having the starters roll out there for a few drives. No problem with that at all. But you get into a point to where it's a meaningless game. I almost feel like the reason why it's so annoying now and why a lot of people are upset at the fact that they suffered a loss that didn't matter anyway is because they played the starters so long and they still lost the game. So it's just kind of like at no point did it ever get out of hand to where they could comfortably rest the starters, but it still didn't matter anyway. So, you know, I think we're all kind of frustrated over a game that really, you know, holds no precedence over anything. It doesn't mean anything moving forward. If you wanted to keep the guys nice and warmed up, and ready to go in the next week we get it but into the third and fourth quarter that's pretty much inexcusable to me and um i think i tweeted this but you know steli spent the last month or so building up all that goodwill man and he might have just took a match to it <laughs> in just a couple quarters yeah yeah and um some stat we i saw on our discord I don't, I don't remember who posted it but um it said when a team rests their starters in the last game of the season when they go into the playoffs they have a a 0.333 winning percentage when they don't rest their starters playing that last game, it goes up to 0.786 in their first playoff game. So I, I, I get it. Staley's playing the numbers. Uh, we didn't want the chargers resting all their starters, but I, I do think when you look at guys like Derwin, who have been banged up Pipkins, who's been banged up uh, Mike Williams, who has the injury history, um, even Eckler, who's been dealing with some bumps and bruises uh, during the season, I, I don't know why you don't sit some of those guys. And I know there are some issues because they didn't have the depth on the bench to play a lot of these guys too. I just, I just feel like you just, you rest some of those guys. I, I know that you got to get some of your starters in, but maybe, maybe bench some of those guys that have that injury history and that need the extra rest. Bryce Callahan got it today. Mm-hmm. I thought some of these other veterans should have got it today too. They didn't. And the game doesn't matter. They're locked in the fifth seed. They're going to the playoffs, but it just isn't 
quite right today. It doesn't it doesn't feel good after what had happened and how long they played the starters today and still losing uh, in Denver. Yeah, we've been riding high for weeks now, so they had to take us down a couple notches. We couldn't go into the playoffs completely happy. Yeah. And I mean, even looking at Joey, um, understanding why he needed to get snaps. If you wanted to get him oh, yeah. some extended work, I could see that. But also you're taking a risk with him because he also has an injury history as well. I'm not saying like, you know, I think he played what 50% of the snaps last week. If yeah, and I think I think that was what the aim was supposed to be for today too, but he got nicked up a bit, so that got cut short. I get that. Um, but again, seeing Keenan Allen out there in the fourth quarter, I cannot get that out of my brain. It's literally burned into it. And I I don't know, dude. <laughs> I thought that I was calming down there towards the end of the fourth quarter and you see Chase Daniels out there and I was getting ready for a blooper reel. I thought we were going to have some fun, get to watch some really wacky plays. And uh, he actually fared okay with the exception that he decided he was going to throw a go route uh, against Patrick Sertan. I think it was a, essentially it was a contested go ball to um, who was he Carter. throwing it? It was a Carter. Yeah. Carter's what? Five, eight Sertan, <laughs> six, two. Superior mm-hmm. athlete. No, go for it. Try 50 50 ball. Uh, maybe he thought maybe he thought Mike was still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, very, very surprising. I didn't think Chase Daniel was gonna move that ball much at all. Granted, they had a short field because of that uh botched punt, but um man, I I don't know. Uh, and by the way, if you guys want to post like news from Staley or the team about the Mike Williams injury, let me know. Um, everything else floating around Twitter, I I We've read it all, and that's all speculation mm-hmm. at this point, especially a former Chargers doctor who we know uh, <laughs> is a quack anyway. But um, anyway, yeah, so uh, t- the fact that we got Chase Daniel to go down and uh, I, we saw him rush for a couple yards, really give up his body at the sideline at one point, uh, that that flo- that ball he floated to Joshua Palmer at the back of the end zone on that two-point conversion was pretty. Uh, he threw the ball behind Keenan on the touchdown, but he still was able to bring it in. Uh, there was a pretty good effort from Chase Daniel. I mean, obviously there was the pick late. That go route was uh, suspect. Luckily it was too far out of bounds. But yeah, I mean, Chase Daniel wasn't as bad as we had seen in the past, which was nice and kind of made it a game there at the end. Yeah, it would have been nice to see him uh, in back into the second quarter for the remainder of the game. See yeah. what he can do with like a half or so to play. I mean, at that point, what did it really matter? And Chase is kind of living the dream anyway. What's the number? He's netted about, what, 40 mil in however many years he's been in the NFL with like a handful of actual real snaps. So let him go out there and earn a little bit of that paycheck for once, man. And uh, mm-hmm. give Herbert a chance to you know, chill out. He's already got like the um, the tape on his shoulder. You see that under his pads. So recovering from whatever bruise he has on his shoulder there, you want to get him as much rest as possible. He already got his work. Uh, let Chase go out there and do his thing. And from the looks of it, you know, probably would have been just fine for a half of football. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about some uh, positives that happened this game because mm-hmm. there there were some. Um I mean, we, I mean, we talked about those two touchdown drives uh, early in that game. They looked efficient, and uh, I, I just didn't, I didn't think that Denver had much left in them. But for whatever reason, uh, Chargers gave up a bunch of chunk plays, which they hadn't done all season long. They gave up, I think it w- ended up being four fifty-plus yard passes, if I'm not mistaken. One before the half, and then I think there was like three in the third. But anyway, yeah. way more than we've seen all season. Uh, Samuel got burnt. Uh, we saw the rookie to see her Taylor get burnt. And, uh, but uh, in terms of the good stuff, I mean, the two touchdown drives, we saw Joy Bosa 
uh, with some some of his pass rushing chops today. Got got a sack, kind of a cleanup sack when uh, Russell Wilson slips. But then also that play that he got hurt on was a a big play where he mm-hmm. cut inside the left uh, the right tackle, got in Russell Wilson's face, got that incompletion in the red zone. That was great. No, absolutely helped to end that drive, I believe. So I mean, outside of just that. You got guys like Kyle Van Noy, who out, who's out there. Was it is it five straight set on games with a sack or Kyle Van Noy? I think it was five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he's paying dividends also. Um, just guys out there getting work, continue uh, continuing to produce. The defense wasn't perfect, but mm-hmm. you did see some splash plays out there. Um, even Khalil Mack making a stop. It wasn't a sack, but it was a tackle for loss. And so yeah. we just are seeing what that looks like. Even earlier in the game, you're seeing. Um, they were using Kenneth Murray on a lot of obvious um, passing downs, blitzing up the A gap, essentially like collapsing the pocket or making Russ move off of his spot a little bit, which was kind of, I think the idea was to force him into the outside rush. It didn't always work out because there was some really um, questionable non holding calls that went on that I saw. But uh, early on, they had some stuff working. And I think it's what you can look forward to moving into next week, something to build upon defensively. It seems like. They've got some action going. Um, I mean, we now get to see what it looks like. Derwin, um, Khalil, Joey, Van Noy, all those guys mixing up in um, obvious passing downs or just blitzing downs. Even if you want to run some, do some run blitzing, um, you can utilize those guys in a multitude of ways. And we've been looking forward to this all season long. And it looks like we're going to get to see what that you know can be going in the next week. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, we'll get to uh, the playoff stuff in a little bit because Jamie and I are going to do a preview later this week. Uh, Craig, I, I want to get your uh, take on all this stuff and this big matchup in Jacksonville in a little bit, but uh, just want to uh, fin- finish up this game here. Uh, Michael Davis, John Taylor mentioned him in the in the chat. Man, again, huge game. Uh, I don't. I'm. I think he only had. He gave up two completions today. Uh, a couple incompletions. He looked great today. And uh, really excited about Michael Davis going into the playoffs. And, um, yeah, so Joey Bosa, just trying to go in my head. Drew Tranquil today, again, big big day for him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're starting to see it a little bit. I thought, you know, uh, Denver kind of came in here, wanted to end on a high note. They lost their, their head coach. They're playing for their guys now. You know, they got a special teamer. Uh, back there calling plays and, mm-hmm. and uh, leading this team. And I think they, they had something they wanted to play for today. Chargers didn't really. And it kind of felt like, I don't know about you, and I'm obviously speculating because I don't know what, what's going on in the players' heads, but it kind of felt like the players were like, like how long are we going to be playing? Like, how are we are we going to be sitting soon? Do you want us to go into the third quarter? Are we going all four? What do, you know, mm-hmm. like what's the plan? And it didn't feel like there was a strict like, hey, once it's halftime, everybody's sitting. It just felt like everybody was kind of like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll run back out there. Let's another drive, cool. You know, it just felt like it was it was too almost too fluid for everybody. And mm-hmm. didn't feel like everybody was real cohesive and knowing like when they're gonna come in, come off, and like whether they wanted to win that game or not. It just felt like it was kind of all up in the air today. No, I agree. Um, I at one point I questioned an effort. Uh, the effort overall going into the third quarter because it just seemed like guys were ready to be done. Yeah. Um, almost like they didn't understand the purpose of them still being out there. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Staley did come out and say that, you know, if it had been decided that they had clinched that fifth seed, then they make some, they may make some adjustments to uh, the personnel plan going into the yeah. game. I can't imagine this was the plan. Um, so I'm sure that some of those guys were a little bit confused in that aspect as well. And I mean, thankfully, 
um, more didn't go wrong. Uh, I yeah. guess that's something else to be positive about. Yeah. Um, we don't know what the deal is with Mike Williams at this point, but there were a lot of risks taken with some very key players. And luckily, for the most part, we got out of it unscathed. Um, so with everything that did go wrong in this game, with the uh, frustrations and annoyances associated with it, could have been way worse. Yeah, yeah. Want to give a shout-out to Dean Leonard, who had one really good play on special teams, almost two. Uh, great effort from him on special teams. Uh, and yeah, I, there was, there was a lot of risk taking today. I mean, outside. So Mike Williams, obviously the one you got to be really concerned about. Joey Bosa was kind of joking on the sideline. He was smiling. Uh, you know, who knows? It didn't seem all that serious. They were kind of, I think, uh, being a little cautious with him, Kenneth Murray stinger. Uh, we'll, we'll see how long that lasts, but, um, usually not a, a week to week thing, kind of a day to day thing. We'll, we'll see the seriousness of that, but you know, Eckler got decleated near the goal line today. Yeah. Keenan Allen got hit twice where his chin strap was up near his lips. Like his helmet was almost off his head, chin strap in his mouth. Uh, he got hit pretty good twice today. And those are some key players uh, taking some real big shots from Denver who really today played really chippy. Uh, this was not a team that looked lost. This was a team that clearly felt the bad blood in that, you know, d division rival. Uh, of the end of the season here so i uh, you know i there was there was a lot going on a lot of risk taking and and quite honestly chargers were a little bit lucky that they just had the injuries that they did because there were some they were not that they were head hunting but they were very physical today denver was yeah denver looked like they were playing motivated because they wanted to end the season with a win and oh in yeah. regards to keenan that whole chin strap thing i think uh, that has a lot more to do with the beard, beard? That happens a lot that actually happens a lot with him he gets tackled he falls if he falls <laughs> on his chest he pops up and does a celebration chin straps like always almost always covering his nose yeah so i think it's uh it's, it's the beard if i had to guess but um yeah denver definitely came out uh motivated and on a mission to get a w um you could tell that they weren't concerned with whether or not guys would get hurt or anything like that. This was all about winning at home, finishing the season on a high note, and basically trying to put out some good tape for whomever is going to be the guy going into next season. Guys are trying to make a case to keep jobs. And um, I guess, you know, whatever they can put out there positively, whether or not it be for the incoming coach to keep them or for whatever their next destination is. Yeah, and good luck to them because that's that is probably the least desirable job in the NFL, yeah. even with the game today, which mm -hmm. works out quite honestly. Uh, if you're looking into next season, you kind of want them to kind of go out on that whim, kind of hope that somebody goes, "Oh, wait a minute, that Week 18 game, there's something in Russell Wilson," and then get them all next season and same old, same old. But uh, but regardless, yeah, I mean they they were, and I I get the chin strap thing, but. Out, outside of that, Keenan Allen took a, a pretty big hit that I was a little little scared of. But yeah, mm. I mean that beard, that thing is always happening. That you're you're right about that part. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, I don't. So are you concerned? I want to ask uh, you because I I just want to get your opinion on this. Are you at, at all concerned after this game? Are you concerned going into this Jacksonville Jaguars game? Are does this make you uh, less confident? in what happened in a game that didn't matter in the which and way they lost and the way they played starters, or is this just kind of like they were off today and you're still kind of, you're, you're still in it. So, I mean, you kind of experience like all the emotions with this game. Um, first and foremost, I was, I'm always, or I've been since it became a reality have been a little leery about this Jacksonville game for a couple of reasons. I know we'll get to that later yeah. on, but 
Um, I think just overall, from the way the game started, you felt fine. And then as it progressed, you started seeing some things and it could have had a lot to do with the players not understanding why they were still playing that affected their overall play. So for me, going into next week, I'm only slightly more concerned than I was before the game started because I don't know what's going on with Mike Williams. Mm -hmm. That's probably the only change here for me um, until we find out exactly how severe this injury situation is or isn't. Uh, my level of concern is just slightly higher than it was before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, even if, if Mike Williams comes out unscathed, I'm, I'm not worried about any of this at all. The <laughs> fact that he went down, uh, couldn't get off the field by himself, had to be carted off to the locker room, had to have guys help him off the cart. That that's concerning because I, that's, it's the unknown right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I so the run defense thing. Uh, you know they gave up a lot of a lot of yards on the ground today. They gave up a bunch of 50 plus yard passes today, which is very un uncharacteristic of them. Um, Eckler fumbled today, which you don't see very often. Uh, uh, Carter fumbled today, which I mean I, I don't know how how you expect to get away with holding holding the ball way up here and not getting uh, fumbled, but. I mean, that's, that's football 101, but that's just him holding the ball. What, you know, that is what it is. Uh, so, you know, I, I, to me, it just felt like they were off today and there was just a lot of uncertainty in the air. I think they were, they were already focused on Jacksonville. This game didn't matter anyway. You know what? And, and then you kind of take into consideration what happened last week with DeMar Hamlin and all that. Like, do you really want to go 100%? Do you want to go start hitting guys and taking guys' heads off? I know Denver didn't care. They had nothing to play for. Why not go balls to the wall? But if you're the Chargers, you know I, I think defensively, offensively, you know I, you don't you don't really need to go out there and give it your all when you're already locked up a playoff spot. You know I you don't want to hear that. You don't want your coach telling you that or anything. But I think it's kind of in every in the back of everybody's mind. It wasn't mine. I once they won, it didn't really affect me as much as the injuries and everything that happened leading up to that. The result, the end result, I I, I who cares about the loss there in Denver, but I, to me, it just felt like an off day where guys felt uncertain and already knew that they locked up a playoff spot. I I'm not all that concerned. The thing that I'm concerned about is Mike Williams, like you said. Yeah. Um, I agree uh, to a lot of what you're saying there uh, about the, just the confusion. Generally, I saw a few plays from Derwin where he looked like he was really tentative, which is something oh, yeah. you don't see at all. And it, you know, struck me once. I think he had um, a play. Was it on the touchdown to, was it the first rushing touchdown? No, they didn't rush for a touchdown first. Um, Latavius Murray's uh, touchdown, whatever play that was, um, Derwin had a clear shot on him and he almost kind of like escorted him in. And it was just really weird watching that because that's not how Derwin plays. Um, he's always balls to the wall. I mean, we saw it against the Colts. Um, you know, sometimes he chooses the ultimate level of violence when it comes to tackling. And today it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, why? You know, why Why put in that type of effort? Why risk injury? So, you know, let me go out here, play, get through this game, and eventually I'll be on the sidelines and uh, we'll focus on next week. So I agree. It's probably a lot of guys not wanting to put forth their best effort, which doesn't always look the best, um, you know, when you're watching it on TV. But uh, with good reason, you know, I understand it as a respect thing. You want to have respect for the game. Um, you also want to make sure that you're keeping your priorities in order. And it didn't make any sense to go all out this week and risk it mm -hmm. um, when you're playing for so much more in a week. Yeah. 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 We got something in the chat here from Rohan said Staley says Williams possibly could have returned in in what world? 
I mean, like, he couldn't even walk on his own. How's he getting out there and playing again? Staley's lying. The metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> In Madden. Mm -hmm. Is that what he meant? Yeah, probably. Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, I mean, that, that sounds good. That He's saying the right things. I, I mean, I'd like some, like, concrete proof of what happened and some list of exactly what's going on. I'm not sure we're going to get that. You think uh, we'll get that? I think he knew how bad the optics were, so he wasn't trying to dig too deeply into it. Um, everyone's supposed to be optimistic, right? Because playoff birth. So no one wants to, you know, be a Debbie downer. He didn't want to necessarily give as much information as he probably could have. And again, he kind of had to like cover his own butt a little mm -hmm. bit because yeah. you know, everybody's, I'm sure he's getting peppered with questions about that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting dragged online. There's no, no doubt that didn't go into the pressers today. Oh yeah. I know some of those beat writers are probably just like, they could not wait. They've got the notepads and recorders out, just like foaming at the mouth to ask him the same question, 10 different ways. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Austin Gore senior says Staley said Bosa was on a snap count and not injured thoughts. He looked hurt to me, man. I mean, he looked hurt to me too. I mean, he was kind of bending over like he was hurt, but maybe, maybe he wasn't, maybe he just, who knows, but he called for the trainers. Like he signaled, I believe he signaled for the trainer. He after called him he over. Went they were definitely yeah. looking at him. I didn't see him call. He might've on the broadcast on the broadcast. They said that he called for the trainer as oh. if he signaled from the field. I didn't see it, but uh, it's just something that they said. Who knows? Oh yeah. I missed that. I definitely saw the trainers around him. Mm. So they were definitely looking at him. That could have that could have been the case, but if he's on a snap count, I mean, I I don't know. Kind of feels like Staley's just kind of covering his ass a little bit here, trying to survive into next week. <laughs> oh man, oh come on, Staley. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, I heard. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's let's talk about this before we get into uh, you talking about uh, Jacksonville, and I'll I'll pitch in two here. But if stay if Staley loses in Jacksonville, do you think they fire him? No, uh, I don't either. I don't think there's a chance he got them to the playoffs. I, ultimately, I think that I don't think they would have gotten rid of him anyway, even if mm -hmm. he didn't. But yeah. the fact that he made it, you can go back and look at um, how he, quote unquote, galvanized the team, got them through all the injuries, um, some of the criticisms and was still able to make a playoff run. I think his job's safe. Uh, so regardless as to what they, I mean, they can get smacked next week. He's not going anywhere. 
Yeah, no, I, he's not. He's not gone. They got double digit wins this season. They got the fifth seed. They locked up a playoff seed before the season ended. No, this team was good enough and bounced back enough to be a team that very well could go in deep into the playoffs here if they can get a win in Jacksonville. But you know, I I don't I don't see a world in which even if they lose in Jacksonville, he's gone. He's done. He turned this team around in which they looked all but lost in the middle of the season. Uh, they they were on a four-game winning streak here towards the end. They beat good teams, the teams they needed to, did everything they needed to to get the fifth seed in the AFC, a very hard, tough division here in the AFC, got the fifth seed, and now they're ready to bang in the playoffs. So, no, I don't, I don't see that happening at all. On top of that, a lot of these guys on the roster now are his guys. So I don't think mm-hmm. it bodes well to potentially get rid of that coach and how that, I mean, would affect morale amongst the rest of the team. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a shot. Yeah. All right. Um, let, so I will – let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about this, this game here. Jamie and I are going to do a big breakdown. We'll do this later on. But just thoughts off the top of our head before we go and dive deep. What are your thoughts to start on this Jacksonville game? How are you feeling about it going into Jacksonville? Uh, so as I, I mentioned know, before, I know you're a little scared about Mike Williams, but just, just the, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, not even besides Williams, because like I said before, even before the Mike Williams thing, um, Jacksonville worries me just a little bit from an offensive standpoint and some of the things that they can do defensively, but. I think the Chargers should be motivated after Jacksonville came into SoFi and kind of slapped them around in week three. Um, Different set of circumstances, of course. You got, I think that was the first week that that Herbert was dealing with the rib situation. I think that was coming right off of KC the very next week. So we didn't even know if he was playing. Um, And then you had Bosa lost in that game. You also had the babyface bully, a.k.a. Rashawn Slater, out in that game. No Keenan. So you're looking at a completely different scenario this time around, and I think they should be out for blood. So uh, as worried, as concerned as I am about the game, um, I'm not I'm not to the point to where I'm panicked about it whatsoever. I still feel like the Chargers should win it, and I think that they will, hint, hint. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling about it. I'm confident about it, but I'm just like, you know, if I had to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, probably about like a, probably like an 8 and a half. You're confident that they'll win? Yeah. Okay. So, and that, and I wanted to get into this too, because so granted chargers and Staley deserve some kind of knocks against what happened today in this game. The game didn't matter, but when you look at what happened against Jacksonville and Tennessee in a game where you had to win and get in and how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars looked in which they could not get a first down in the fourth quarter when they needed a score, they won on to me, what felt like a fluky fumble. It felt like Josh Dobbs still had his hand and pushed it forward. So he, they got a 15-yard not pass, forward pass, uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown to win that game. You can't, as a Jaguars fan, feel as confident going into this game against the Chargers who were humming uh, during the season and looked good in this game until it kind of got lost towards the uh, end of that game. But Jacksonville Jaguars fans are feeling a lot less confident than the Chargers fans should right now because Jacksonville looked terrible. Um, I guess the only thing I'll say to that is it's a divisional game. You know, those things like when you're talking about playing teams that you play twice a year, um, 
they typically tend to be close. I mean, we know how that looks when we play the Chiefs, Broncos, mm-hmm. Raiders. Literally every year is the same story. So I put some stock into it. But um, again, uh, the Jaguars have been playing better as of late. So I'm not saying that like this last game the complete outlier. But uh, just from the improvement that they've made as the year goes on has gone on, they do certain things that the Chargers aren't great at defending mm-hmm. quite yet um, from an offensive standpoint. And they have really young athletic defenders, pass rushers. <laughs> got Rayshon Jenkins out there making plays, which is hilarious. Um, and Sometimes. contributing to him, yeah. So he's actually like the game clinching play uh, last night, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. bigger after yeah. uh, uh, Henry had basically owned him multiple times that night. He comes through with the game that essentially seals uh, the victory. But yep. um, they have players that can give the Chargers some issues. But as long as the defense comes to play, I think Herbert and the rest of the offense will be able to put up enough points. Um, now that you've got essentially almost your full complement of defensive players, I mean, we're not talking J.C. Jackson at this point because it's mm-hmm. not a reality. He's not been there the whole season. But everyone else, um, it's a different story this time around. So, uh, I, again, like I said before, my level of concern is not as high as what maybe I'm even putting it out there to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, offensively, what do you see Jacksonville uh, – what do you see that they do that you think will give the Chargers – that could – be an issue for the Chargers. Versatile running back. Travis Etienne is what freaks me out the most. Um, Trevor Lawrence is an ascending player, and I may have mentioned to this before. Uh, the media wants badly for him to be better than Herbert. You can see it coming. So they want to prop him up, but they can't because he hasn't achieved as much. I mean, I know Herbert hasn't technically won anything, but statistically he's blown like all of these records out of the water within his first three years. And they're looking for a reason to prop him up over Herbert. Um, he can play. I still think he has some development, some ways to go. So he doesn't really freak me out as much as I think he does other people. I think the pass rush can get to him, throw him off a little bit. He's mobile. So you know how charges are with mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That could be a bit of a concern. But ETN is what uh, who really freaks me out um, the most. I'm not overly concerned about, like, say, Evan Ingram. You've got Derwin for that. Um, and the wide receiving core isn't terrible, but Christian Kirk is a viable offensive weapon. He's over a thousand yards receiving. They paid him a ton of money. No one understood why. And I think he's showing that, you know, he might be worth the money. So offensively, more than anything is Travis Etienne. He's like one A for me in regards to what my biggest concern is. Um, he can run inside or outside. He can, uh, you know, he's, he's a great receiver out of the backfield so much so that last year they attempted to make him a wide receiver instead of a running back yeah and um so if you can find a way to contain him because i don't think they'll be able to shut him down they'll do a lot to scheme him open get him the ball in space uh and the Chargers like to concede the run that's their thing i don't think to the tune of like these huge chunk runs that they do but they're willing to give up yards on the ground as opposed to uh, in the air and over the top of the heads on the defense if they can find a way to keep Travis Etienne under wraps, I think they'll be just fine. He can't mm-hmm. run wild. He can't be the X factor for them. That is probably offensively my only real concern. Yeah, and that's a that's a big concern to have. They def, uh, Kirk definitely killed him the first matchup, and that's a that's one of those matchups that's going to be one of those key ones for this uh, playoff game, man. If they can they can limit Etienne and Kirk, there's just nothing else really going for the Jags. And I, I just don't think they can win this game if they can't get if they can't get ETN going on the ground, I think 
uh, this is a real good game for the Chargers yeah. because I, outside of that, if you're if you're making Trevor Lawrence throw, like you're saying about some uh, issues in his, his progression, uh, he's prone to those mistakes and is throwing a lot of picks and uh, trusts his arm a lot. So uh, Chargers can definitely force some turnovers if they can stop the run. Now uh, you're talking defensively. Uh, this is a very fast, versatile defense. Uh, that scares me too. And uh, what what do you think this defense does for the Chargers uh, in terms of some issues? Um, this is going to be a week where I feel like, and I know how everyone's going to feel, they're going to roll their eyes. The running game has to be a major part of what's going on here. Um, they have to at least make it serviceable and make the uh, Jags respect it. Because the last thing you want to do is have Herbert dropping back 40 plus times next week when, you know, he has to contend with like young athletic pass rushers. Um, they've got Josh Allen, they've got Trevon Walker. Um, I think they have Arden Key also. So you've got speed on the outside and Jamari Sawyer is not great against speed as, as far as pass blocking is concerned. Um, Trey Pipkins, uh, depending on how their knees holding up, um, is going to be put to the test regardless. If he was 100 percent healthy, it wouldn't be an easy day. Um, and even at the linebacker position, they've got some really athletic guys uh, in the secondary. I mean, go on and on. All three levels, they're young, athletic guys. So their speed is something that could be an issue. If you want to pretty much offset that, come out there and shove the ball down their throat at least a little bit. I mean, we see the power running game. That's all I've been asking for. Most of us have been clamoring for for weeks since week five against the Browns, and they brought it out last week against the Rams. Um, I have to go back to look at what happened today, but I'm not sure how much of it they ran. Um, don't end up in scenarios where you're going to have to have Herbert dropping back, like I said, 40-plus times. You want this to be a more balanced game. And um, so throughout the week, I'll take a look at the defense to see, you know, personally what I find that can be attacked. But just from what I know throughout the mm -hmm. season thus far, things that I've seen, um, you don't want to put your quarterback in a situation where um, they have to be trusted upon to win the game. We know Herbert can do it, but, you know, you don't want to take that risk. Um, you know, if you can get out of this game unscathed, get a win, uh, keep him from being banged up. You want to do that because there's more to go. So, and yeah. Yeah, I agree with I agree with you. That's what they're going to have to do. Uh, the balance attack is is huge for the Chargers. Um, Peter wants to ask you a question, Craig. Do you have five on Bosa and Matt coming alive against the Jags with some help from Vanaway? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I think it's a strong possibility. Um, I I think collectively there's going to be a lot that goes on that um, from a personnel standpoint, from mixing and matching. Um, that Van Noy can offer to the rest of the defense in that defensive front. Um, I'm not sure how exotic they'll get next week. Uh, they can pull out some really interesting personnel uh, packages to attack that Jaguars defense and obvious passing downs. And uh, like I said before, even if they just want to explore some different blitz and options. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you'll see. I I'll have uh, I got five on it for you with a couple <laughs> of these names that you mentioned. So I'll touch more on it this week. Perfect. All right. Uh, got an update on Mike Williams. According to Lindsay Theory, Mike Williams had to be assisted in walking out of the locker room by a trainer, so not able to walk on his own. Not not a great sign to start. I don't know. Lindsay Theory is really interesting to me because it's almost like she goes out of her way to 
uh, be a thorn in a uh, Staley's side. <laughs> it feels like it, man. Whenever he says something that's a little questionable, like she'll pepper him every week with a question. You can see it's kind of annoying for him to answer. But the fact that she put this out after he says that Williams could have gone back in, not shocked. Lindsay's she's doing her job though, you know. <laughs> she she does seem to throw a little jab every once mm. in a while, for sure. Uh, looks like Papa reported the same thing, so we'll we'll take that as it was. I don't know. Maybe he's sore. I don't. We don't know yet, uh, or the extent. I don't know if anybody's got any actual information and details on what the injury is in a timeline. But I guess I guess we'll see. Um, go ahead. I was going to say a six foot four, 220 pound wide receiver that can't walk uh, seems like a, a long shot to be 100% and maybe less than a week. Oh, he's not going to be 100%. Whether or not he's going to hang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whether he's going to tough it out or not is uh, remains to be seen. Yeah. So he's not going to be 100% at all. I right. know that for a fact. Um, yeah. And of course, Staley's going to really going to have to. Uh, come to terms with what happened today if Mike Williams is out. He's got a week ahead of him, so the questions are going to be really rough for the next handful of days. I mean, hopefully he's ready for it. Quite honestly, he should be. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I think uh, there was a de easy transition point where you take out the starters, and uh, he just didn't take it. There was just something about wanting to win that game for whatever reason. It, he just had to take it. Um so uh, go ahead and send your questions. I think we'll start wrapping up here soon. Uh, a lot of people asking about uh, Slater. Uh, we got some stuff on it earlier. Jamie and I did uh, earlier this week, which was, um, you know, it, you, people were asking the last like month or so whether Slater was going to come in or not and whether he was going to be healthy enough to practice. And I just told you I didn't have anything. And, and my guy was telling me that, you know, it was generous whoever reported that he was even going to be back this season. Um, so he didn't, and he's not, he didn't come back this season. Um, and basically there has been no real updates. He's still week to week in terms of working back to practicing. Uh, I asked him, you know, what, like what percentage would you give him that he could play uh, the next weekend against Jacksonville? He said probably 40% is the mm -hmm. number he gave me. Um, he says it's probably, it probably should be lower, but Slater really wants to get back with a team. He's motivated for the playoffs. So, We'll see what kind of percentage the Chargers will give him in order to play him, whether they're getting him a short leash, a long leash, so that he can recover in the offseason. Who knows? But with each week, those odds are going to grow, and uh, we're obviously going to know more next week as they start practicing more. So once we have more information, we'll let you know. But Slater's working back, and uh, but no real, no real, you know, update or any real progress that you know the 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 news that he was back is something we've already known. Um, we knew that he was close to getting back already, so that's not new information. But the fact that he's working back to playing, he's getting closer and closer with each week. So that's obviously a good sign. Yeah, the offensive line being intact as much as possible is going to be key um, for this run, both sides of the ball. Um, now that I'm thinking about it with the Jaguars, one of the interior players that gave the Chargers some real issues in week three was Roy Robertson Harris. Um, so – Curious. I'm not sure what he's been up to lately. I just remember that particular game, seeing him pop flash a lot. So, you know, your interior guys like Lindsley's going to show up. Not I'm not worried about him at all. But, you know, yeah. the Filers and Zion, they got to come to play, uh, particularly Filer. So, Jamie, 
or Jamie, you're Craig. I'm so used to calling Jamie my co-host Jamie, but Craig's my co-host today. Jamie couldn't make it today. He just had other plans. He's he's okay, so don't, no need to worry about Jamie. Uh, Craig, which playoff time slot would you prefer for the Chargers? Uh, you're you're not on the West Coast like uh, some of us. Uh, you're CST. What would you what would you prefer? Well, I like the early games, man. I I hate sitting around waiting all day. Um, it's cool to have like the later slots. I understand for the West Coast guys, like mm-hmm. you know, f- works out a little bit better. So I won't be selfish. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind waiting a few hours. <laughs> I just don't. I just rather not play Saturday. Yeah. Um, if we can be the Sunday game, perfect. And uh, whether it's early or late, doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, yeah. I I really want it to be a Sunday game. Give. Mike Williams, just that extra day to heal up, man. Every day counts at this point. If he can't put weight on it right now and he needs help getting out of the locker room and walking right now, the Chargers need as much time as they possibly can get. So I'm hoping for a Sunday game, mm. personally. Yeah, keep, him, keep the acupuncture needles in his back as long as possible. All right. Uh, Blazing Bolts, do you think Herbert's going to ball out? next week it's his first playoff game first time we get to see playoff herb is he balling out um he's got the majority of his weapons i don't see why he won't um Mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do like i said before with how the offensive line shows up and also um how much balance there is offensively um if the running game is respectable i think he'll light it up um if he has to go out there and shoulder the load. Uh, I think he'll play just fine. Um, he may have, you know, a few bad plays here or there. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't, for the majority of the time when the lights are on him, he shows up and almost, uh, well, most of the time to an elite level. So I think he'll be just fine. So, um, we have, uh, from GS who um, obviously has some experience with this. He had a back spasm and knocked him out for a week and a half, but his BMI is obese. So a little bit different than Mike Williams and uh, maybe Mike Williams will be able to get back quicker than GS did. Glad you're feeling better though, man. Um, So if you were coach here, because uh, the answer is he will become swing tackle, but if you were coach here, Slater's back, what are you doing with Salier? You, you, uh, Pitching a man a right tackle, or are you just not messing with the offensive line? You making a sweet tackle? Uh, well, I'm not gonna push him into right tackle and immediately take Pipkins off of the field. I mean, that's pretty much settled. If Pipkins can go, then I mean, there is a little bit of a quandary there because you don't rotate offensive linemen. You shouldn't. So uh, you kind of end up in between a rock and a hard place. I personally, I don't know, um, just hope that all works out. And that Slater stays able to go, and then Sawyer's just your swing guy. Um, if something happens to Pipkins, then you can go ahead and throw him in there. Guys played literally all five positions on the offensive line. I know it's a difference, you know, him not playing it all season long, but I feel much better about him than I would Foster Serrell. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's an easy move to make. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're gonna make him swing tackle if he comes back. And quite honestly, I mean, throwing a rookie out and right tackle in the playoffs, yeah, in his first start, that just that doesn't have uh, a good recipe. That just seems like it's gonna be bad news. And I wouldn't I wouldn't really mess with it. Um, all right, man. Well, I think uh, I think we're all good here. Is there anything else you want to uh, add before we get off? No, just no. Let's just all send our collective prayers for Mike Williams' health 
mm-hmm. as uh, much as humanly possible. I mean, as healthy as he can be going into next week. And, um, you know, I think we're going to be good, man. I, I'm not concerned that the Chargers will really stand a chance of losing this game. Uh, like I said before, you've got an entire week. Hopefully, Joe Lombardi's been keeping some stuff in the tuck here that he unleashes. Well, I'm almost kind of scared to say that, honestly, after <laughs> some of the plays Most that he of. pulled out. Yeah. So uh, let's not go too crazy. But, mm-hmm. for instance, during the game today, I saw some stuff early um, out of some offset eye formation where he was getting some good motions going, some single eye formations where they were getting some movement pre-snap. And they got a little creative there. Um utilizing that and running the pass game, some play action out of those different motions. So maybe he brings some of that to the table next week, uh, a little bit of window dressing, and his playbook is beginning to evolve, and we see more of that in the playoffs. Uh, so everybody just hope for the best. I want them to do really well so the Chargers can win. I want them to win the Super Bowl, of course, but I still yeah, want him yeah. gone at the end of the year. So <laughs> he can do as well as he wants. Either way, I want him gone. Yeah, gone. Uh, judged individually and not as a whole, hopefully. There you go. All right, so Serge wants it before you get off. A prediction for next week, Craig. You gave you gave some you know things to watch, which were good. I, I know Jamie and I are definitely going to be touching on it. What do you say here? This is scary because I haven't given a score prediction in a month, and I stayed away from it because they were winning. But since they lost today, I guess the streak's been broken, so <laughs> I can deviate from that. Yep. So let's say on the road. Hostile is Jacksonville. They don't have a ton of fans. Um, Twenty-eight. Let's go twenty-eight twenty. Chargers get out of there with an eight-point win. All right. Good on you. Okay. There you hear it. Uh, Jamie and I will do our own score predictions and talk about this game. Uh, and uh, in the chat, make sure to donate your back to Mike Williams. I think collectively, <laughs> if we can all donate our backs, maybe uh, he'll be out there and be closer to 100%. So send him some plasma. Yes, some plasma. Somebody volunteers tribute. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, joining in, though. Appreciate you guys. And Blazing Bolts can't wait for another five of them things. So on that note, Appreciate you, Craig, for coming on, man. Always a pleasure joining us and uh, taking over for Jamie, who couldn't be here. And thanks, everybody, who tuned in to a game that didn't matter. And we're, I'm sure we're real frustrated and didn't want to hear us talk about it. But appreciate you guys getting our opinions and uh, still tuning in. So thanks, guys. Make sure to follow Craig. Uh, watch uh, I Got Five on it on our YouTube channel. He's got his own YouTube channel. Just you know where to find him. Go get Go get a hold of Craig. Make sure you watch all his stuff. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Oh, am I going to get in trouble if I say thanks, everybody? You can if you want to. Go for it. All right, Jamie. I'm sorry. Thanks, everybody. See ya. See ya.